please welcome the stage the wonderful talent Jason! Jason! Fuck's sake. Um, be be before we start, could you, could, could everyone help me out? I, I've been here quite a while and I, I've misplaced my phone. Could you please, look, honestly, come on, can you have a look under your chair? Seriously, can you have a look under your chairs if you can see a phone? Honestly, come on, I need the bloody thing. Yeah? Come on. Anyone? No? Oh, shit. Um, it's a Nokia 3310, just like Daryl's. Nothing? Fuck. Uh, full disclosure, I did lose it here in 2003. But it is a Nokia, so the battery's probably still good. No one's got it. You're probably thinking it's a bit pointless still looking for something you lost 20 years ago, don't you? Wish somebody would fucking tell the McCann's that. Too soon, fucking love it. Honestly, if you think that one's dark, it's gonna get a lot fucking worse, honestly. Now, I was asked when I agreed to do this comedy if I was worried about offending people. Clearly fucking not. Um, but honestly, am I worried about offending people? Am I worried about causing offence and people actually getting up and walking out? And I thought for it, thought about it for a bit, and I thought, do you know what? No. No, I'm not. Not in the slightest. Not because, not because I don't care. Not because I'm not bothered. It's because, in my lifetime, I have already said the single most offensive thing I could ever possibly say. There is no way I could top it. Alright, so, I play this game, right, this really stupid game, where whenever somebody says something remotely suggestive, I have to repeat what that person's just said, preceded by the words, Yama. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Oh, that Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United, that Bruno Fernandes. Oh, I fucking hate him. He really goes down easy. Yama goes down easy. Oh, that cake. That cake you made. Oh, that was really moist. Your ma's really moist. And it doesn't even have to make any sense. It can be completely nonsensical. Such as, oh, my pen's run out of ink. Your ma's run out of ink. See, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But the thing you've got to understand is it's involuntary. I cannot help it. Please remember that fact. Now, I used to work with this guy who loved Christmas more than anybody you could possibly imagine. He fucking loved Christmas. He, he loved Christmas more than Will Ferrell's character Buddy in the film Elf. He didn't only love Christmas because it was Christmas, it was also his birthday over Christmas. And he was pagan, so he celebrated the winter solstice. That's three reasons to love Christmas. But one year, one year, he had what can only be described as the worst Christmas you could ever possibly imagine. Can I get an R? Oh. It was sadder than that. Give me a bigger R. Oh. That's about right. His dad had been ill for some time. Yeah. 
and he passed away over Christmas. Don't worry, it gets worse. His mother had been caring for his father and she decided that she couldn't live without her husband and she took her own life. You're going to fucking kick yourselves when you realise this is true. And she took her own life. On his birthday. You see what I mean? That is the worst possible experience you could ever have. What do you say to someone like that? What do you say? Luckily for him, he worked with me. So I said, fuck all. But a few weeks later, he was in work and he wanted to make a cup of tea. Now, he's not one of those normal people like you or I where you would make a cup of tea and then you would drink it. No. He made a cup of tea and he would leave it to go cold and then have to tip it out to make another cup of tea. Fucking weirdos. So he's got his cold cup of tea in his hand, but the kitchen is the other side of the business centre and he can't be bothered to walk all the way over there. So he proceeds towards the kitchen, towards the window in the office to tip it out of the window. Don't worry, it's the ground floor, we're not animals. And I said to him, don't do that, that's disgusting. And he said, now remember, this is involuntary. I can't help this. It's like your ma Tourette's. There is nothing I can do to stop myself saying this. He said, it's okay. It's good for the soil. <laughs> that look on your face, mate. That's what my brain was doing. No. You can't say this. You cannot say that. No. But my mouth. Oh, no, no. My mouth went. It's all right, brain. I've got this. I know what to do. And my mouth just started speaking. I couldn't help it. He said it's okay. It's good for the soil. And I said, as loud as I possibly could, without thinking. Your mouth's good for the soil. So you see, I've got some problems. But that's not the only problem, I think. I think I'm becoming a bit posh. I do, I think I'm becoming a bit posh. Thank you for the stunned silence. I think I'm becoming a bit posh. But it's not my fault, you see, it's not my fault. It's the wife. It's the wife. And the reason, that, in a working class household, you probably hear things like, Tom! Tom! We're our fucking crisps! Or... Daisy! Daisy! You drank my fucking gin! Not in our house. No, 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 no. In our house, my wife genuinely, genuinely once said, We are completely out of desiccated coconuts. Which raises two very important questions. Question number one. What the fuck is desiccated coconut? And question number two. How 
the fuck do you run out of desiccated coconut? I, to be honest with you, I don't remember any adverts for any food banks that say, oh yeah, we need your long life foods, we need your tins, we need your pasta, we need your spaghetti, but above all else, please, we cannot possibly run out of desiccated coconut. But that's not the only reason I think she's posh. And I think I'm becoming too posh. Now, when you agree to do this comedy for Willow Menkap, they are very, very specific on the things you can and cannot say on this stage. And I'm talking in relation to the big two swear words. You know the big two. Everyone knows the big two swear words. Yeah? 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 There's the lesser big two and the greater big two. But when I told my wife about this, she didn't have a fucking clue. Didn't have a clue. So the lesser big two, we're allowed to say in moderation on this stage. And to be honest, I probably fucking said it more than I should already. But we're allowed to say it on this stage. But the greater big two, or the C-bomb, you know what the C-bomb is, madam. You probably use it six times already this evening. The greater big two, the C-bomb, we are not allowed to say on this stage under any circumstances. So I'm just going to come down here for a second. I'm kidding, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, it's alright Sharon, don't worry, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. The greater big two, when I was talking to my wife about this, the big two swear words, she didn't have a clue what the big two were, not a clue. I said, you know the big two, the worst swear words you could possibly think of. And she genuinely said, what? Piss! For fuck's sake. But that's not the only reason I think we're becoming a bit too posh. She's gone and bought a Peloton. Any Peloton owners out there? No. Anyone? Anyone got a Peloton? You put your hand up there, Gavin. You haven't got a, no fucking Peloton. See? We're far too posh for this area. Fucking Peloton. Now, I've got to hand it to Peloton. They are fucking good at gamification. They are fucking good at gamification. But I think because you fuckers don't know what a peloton is, I think I need to explain it. Ladies, let me mansplain a peloton for you. A peloton, for those that don't know, it's a really high-tech exercise bike with a big video screen on the front that allows you to take live and on-demand classes with spin class instructors around the world. Lads, for those of you who know what a peloton bike is, it's a really fucking expensive thing to dry your wet towels on. But... <laughs> They are really good at gamification. That's making you want to do more exercise by giving you virtual trophies and putting you in leaderboards and putting you in social media boards. Really good at making you want to do more. And one of the things they do to make you want to do more exercise is if you do 100 exercises, 100 exercises, they send you a Peloton t-shirt with Centurion on it. And my wife sat over there has one of these Peloton Centurion t-shirts. And I think that's worth a round of applause. Yes, yes it is, thank you, thank you. Hold your fucking praise. Because she didn't get that t-shirt for doing 100 rides on the bike. No. You see, Peloton also has an app where you can watch, watch other people doing Pilates and yoga, and stretches, and warm downs, and cool downs. But even doing that, 
you might be tempted to join in. It still takes maybe half an hour. That still requires a little bit of effort, doesn't it? A little bit of effort. She didn't get it fucking doing that either. No, 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 no. Let me tell you how she's got this Centurion t-shirt. Has anybody heard of sleep meditation? Yeah? Sleep meditation. It's where you press a button on an app and some sanctimonious twat talks to you for 15 minutes on how to get to sleep. Peloton has a sleep meditation app and she's used this fucking thing every damn night for the last three years. Now, I'm one of those lucky people that when I go to sleep, I can be asleep within 30 seconds of my head hitting the pillow. But not if after 15 seconds I hear... Hey, what's up, Peloton? My name's Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts, and I'm going to go through tonight's sleep meditation with y'all. The fuck is that? Why the fuck do we need that when we're going to sleep? What you're going to need to do is you're going to need to lie down. No fucking shit. How else do you think I'm going to get to sleep? You're paid for this shit. And you're going to want to close your eyes. If you don't feel comfortable closing your eyes, you're going to want to focus on the bridge of your nose. Who the fuck goes to sleep with her eyes open? And then she leaves long gaps before she does it again. So every time you start to drop off, she says something else. You're going to want to let the day's worries just wash over you. I'm fucking trying, but you're one of the day's worries. And then there's more silence. Just empty your mind of all the problems. I'm trying to empty my mind. You won't shut up, you mad cow. But then right at the very end, when you think she's finally finished, and it's been two minutes, two and a half minutes, and you're just about to drop off to sleep, wondering if she's going to say something else. And you hear... I've been Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts. Thank you for going to tonight's sleep meditation. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, y'all. Fucking fuck! And I'm sat up right in bed, fucking wide awake. And I look over at my wife and she's fast as fucking sleep. And she's done this every fucking night for three years and they sent her a fucking t-shirt for doing this. With fucking Centurion on the front. All she's done is... Centurion. Centurion. For three years! So yeah, I'm worried I'm becoming a little bit too posh. (laughs) Which is a big problem for me because I'm actually from Newport in South Wales. Anybody from Newport in South Wales in? (laughs) That's what they sound like. I'm from Newport in South Wales, and I don't sound like I'm Newport. I'm from Newport in South Wales because, as I said, I'm a bit posh. But if you've had a conversation with somebody from Newport in South Wales who sounds like they're from Newport in South Wales, they have a very distinctive speech pattern. They put the vowels in the words they use in no particular fucking order. It makes no sense whatsoever. And the best example I can give you of this is my ex-wife's mother 
That's it. I'm doing a mother-in-law joke. Soak up the fucking comedy nostalgia. It's a mother-in-law joke. Strap yourselves in. My ex-wife's mother. But I've got to be careful about this because my three kids are in the audience right there. Hello. And she is their Granny Gail. So I'm going to watch myself. Now, my ex-wife's mother, when, when my eldest, sat right there, Robbie, was a baby and had yet to take his first steps in the world, Granny Gail was helping him. Are there any grandparents in the room? Yes? Come on, there's more than that. Paul, I know you're a grandparent. Yes, you are. There's grandparents in the room. Isn't it a beautiful thing when a grandparent helps their grandchild take their very first steps in the world? It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful moments in a family's history. And that's what it should have been for me. Fucking ruined by the way she speaks. I'll walk you through it. Robbie, when he was a baby, was stood wobbling back and forth with one hand on the sofa. Like this. Rather like his dad at a bar. And Granny Gale was over here nailing down towards him. And I'm going to warn you, I'm going to do the accent. <laughs> Come on, Robbie. You can do it. The fuck does that mean? Come on, what the fuck does that mean? Come on, Robbie. You can do it. Walk to Nana. You can do it. Come on, Robbie. Come on, walk to Nana. You can do it. You can. You can. Oh, you can. Oh, he can. You can. And I am fucking pissing myself listening to this. Any minute now it's going to happen. Oh, you can. You can to Nana. You can to Nana. You can to Nana. Come on, you can. Come on, you can. Come on, you can to Nana. I think she's going to need a bit of a push. She's going to need a bit of a push. I say, Gail. Gail. What's the opposite of you, cun? Oh, she didn't fucking like that, let me tell you. She didn't fucking like that. And I don't think Sharon liked that either when we're a wanker. She's a bit worried that I'm going to say it. She's worried that I'm going to say it on this stage. But don't worry, I am not allowed to say that word here under any circumstances. But you all cun. So everybody, after me, what's the opposite of you, cun? And my work here is done. Thank you. Donald J. Donald J. Sherry Long.